Welcome, 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 world. It is another Money Monday, which means it is time for Manage Your Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. And if you are confused by who is sitting next to me, no, Malcolm has not turned into a woman, magically. Uh, this is Deborah T. Owens. She is the founder and CEO of the Corporate Alley Cat, where she is dedicated to ensuring professionals of color have the tools they need to face opportunities and challenges that arise in corporate America. She's also a seasoned executive with 20 years of experience at Fortune 100 companies. Deborah, welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Excellent, glad, glad to have you. Um, actually, Malcolm is out today. He will be back. Deborah's not putting him all the way out of a job, but she might contend for a spot. I don't know, Malcolm might be out of a job when he gets back. <laughs> okay, let's see, let's see. So um, Deborah's actually helping us while Malcolm's gone. Uh, but as we've been advertising on social media, uh, the conversation at hand is surviving and thriving in the corporate world as millennials. And we also have actually at the end of this show, a special announcement that we're gonna be making. Um, real quick, some some headlines for us manager damn money the show uh this month was a big month for us we hit 14,000 over 14,000 downloads that means like 14,000 people downloaded an that's, episode that's pretty good yeah uh, we're really excited about that um and uh also you can as we mentioned in the last couple weeks you can catch a couple of uh, pieces we are publishing with over at blavity uh, blavity.com which is the uh, black millennial website um so we're excited about those and i'll be pushing those on social media as well uh but like i said conversation at hand today surviving and thriving in the corporate world as millennials uh real quick deborah tell us why you are here and what your expertise is and how you're going to be able to speak to this this conversation we're having today well as you mentioned before my organization my company is called the corporate alley cat because sometimes you have to get scrappy and our goal is just to ensure that professionals of color have the support tools resource and access to corporate leaders and guidance to advance their careers our goal is to give folks the information so their careers don't get derailed over silly things right. that because the reason was they just didn't know. So right. we want to change that. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, so before we get started on that, we actually have a very, as we always do here on Manager Damn Money, interesting headlines, <laughs> where we always take a look at some headlines from the news, uh, from what's going on, okay. and we kind of talk about it. Um, we actually, this particular segment was inspired by a uh, Manager Damn Money listener. His name is Ignacio G. Um, and Ignacio actually sent in an email a couple days ago that fit perfectly with our conversation today right. um so uh ignacio kind of brought up this whole discussion he posed the question about job hopping and its ability to net you more money uh as i said this is a perfect discussion to go with what we're talking about today um so we pulled a 2014 fortune.com snippet by michael old church which talks about the intervals for which you should or should not stay at a job so how long you should be staying at a job and as i mentioned before ignacio wrote in an email um if you want to send an email to us it's info at managerdamnmoney.com so if you have any thoughts questions or want us to cover something you know send us a note uh ignacio g says i was hoping to gather information and opinions on your take about job hopping i know friends that that jump from job to job and make a significant jump in pay percentage. I recently jumped into a new position in the private business sector and made a 20% increase, way more than I would have gotten if I stayed at my former company. Any thoughts? And then he says, keep grinding, fellas. So we appreciate that, Malcolm and myself. Uh, of, of course, uh, you can also at us on anything that you want us to see on Twitter at MYDM1. Uh, so Deborah, real quick, quickly and broadly, what's your idea of millennials? Have you heard of the, the thought that millennials are like, quote-unquote job hoppers? I have heard the the school of thought that millennials are job hoppers. I've also researched and seen some statistics that say when you compare Gen Xers to millennials that there's not that big of a difference in terms of how they move through their careers, especially in the early years. Okay. So I do think, though, the difference is that job hopping is more acceptable right. today. There's not the same stigma. Sure. But be clear, there are still pros and cons to job hopping. Absolutely. Job hopping uh, or, or let me not say job hopping, but moving from one organization to another is the best way to boost your salary because to your, your viewer's point, sure, you could get a 10% or a 15%. You're not going to get that with a merit increase in your right. current job. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so the piece we were referring to, a 2014 piece by uh, Michael O'Church, it was kind of like a snippet broken up, and different people answered this question about how long you're supposed to stay at a job. Um, but he, but Michael O'Church broke it up in a really sensible fashion. He said, under eight months, um, he mentioned this is perceived as, to, as being terrible unless you can point to an objective reason such as like large corporate action or like layoffs or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so eight months is kind of like, that's like you're barely getting through. Um, he suggested that if you 
are there for eight months or less, you might want to move that skill set and that experience to the quote unquote freelance section. Um, and then he went on to say at 18 months, this is the socially accepted minimum. Uh, it suggests you survived at least one review cycle. Reviews are presumed to be annual and aren't reviewed until six months old. That's where the 18 month number comes from. So that's kind of like the, the general like. Yeah minimum of what people expect to, for you to be at a job for. Um, then came four years or 48 months uh, where Michael Church says this will get you quote-unquote full credit for working there unless something makes it clear that you were underperforming or stagnating. If you had increasing scope of accomplishments and preferably at least one title change, you're fine. If you haven't been promoted or your projects aren't getting better, you're still okay at this point, but you have two years in which to make your next move or start improving. Uh, then it was like kind of that next step where it's like, all right, now you're kind of like doing, you're not maybe doing enough, which was six years, uh, 72 months. After six years without an obvious record of promotions, it, su it suggests that a person is unambitious and while not so terrible as to be unable to keep a job, thoroughly mediocre, <laughs> which is a hilarious like way to put it. Um, and if you keep getting promoted, however, there is no upper limit to how long you can stay on a job. So like any initial reaction to that breakdown, I think it was like eight months, Two years, four years, what do you think? I mean, I guess that this could be considered a guideline. That's a lot of information to remember. Sure. When you need to leave a job, you need to leave a job. But I think there's some things that I think go across those timelines, and that's whether you're job hopping at eight months or six years. Okay. Do you have a track record of success? Right. Do you have the the demonstrated and the relevant skills that an organization is seeking? Right. Have you been able to show that you've achieved some level of result? Right. So I don't care if it's six months right. or six years. If you're not able to demonstrate that, you're going to be in a tough spot. Right. So to moving too soon, yes, you can job hop, but it's at some point you're going to hit a wall, particularly if you haven't been in a job long enough to really have any substantial experience or to have any significant accomplishments. Right. But if you do job hop, then you do get the the plus of being in a new environment and being with different skills. But I, I just want to go back. Those are great guidelines, but I want to say at the end of the day, Ben, it's what do you need? Right. Right. Are you getting what you need at your current role? Okay. And if so, why not? And that's a question that you need to answer first. Okay. Right. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Right. So I would say to people, is it because you're not, you don't feel like you're good at this job? Right. And have you not asked for help? Okay. Is it because you don't see a path forward? You don't see any advancement. You don't see any progress for you to increase your salary. Are you underpaid? Right. Are you not a fit with the culture. Okay. So you need to find out those things first. But at the end of the day, what do you have to offer that organization? Excellent, excellent. Um, so real quick, I wonder about this, especially like millennials are still kind of at the front of their mm -hmm. job trajectory. It's maybe the older millennials, so to speak, are kind of moving into somewhat senior roles sure. or the, the intro of senior roles. Uh, does job hopping make a difference, especially as you ascend? So I mean, like when you're an associate level, whatever, or at the very start, I imagine if you, in my mind, it feels more okay to like say, oh, a year and a half here, sure. a year and a half there. But does that change in your mind as you move up and you should be having more like lengthy stays? Or? I, I think it does. Okay. Meaning if you, if I'm looking at your resume and over a 10 year span, you've had five job changes sure. and they're all lateral. I don't see any skill progression. Okay. I don't see any increase in responsibility. I don't see any results. Yeah, that's a red flag. Cause right. I want to know, well, why is this person, why does this person keep moving and more importantly, if you're going to job hop, it should make sense. Are you job hopping to a better company? Right. Are you job hopping for uh, career progression? Because if you're not, I might think that this person is just moving because they have a hard time keeping a job. Right. They're not performing well. Or maybe it's because they don't know what they want to do at this point, And that's fine. But understand that as an organization, I'm going to look at those trends and say, if they've had their last five or six years, they've only stayed there two years. <laughs> I'm trying to grow my team. Right. And I need people who are going to be here you know, three, four years right. because of the project, then right. would that person be a good fit for me? Right. Probably not. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we want to remind people you're watching and listening to Manage Your Damn Money with Ben, usually Malcolm, but we are here with Deborah T. Owens instead. She's here to talk to us about making it and thriving in corporate America. Um, at the moment, we're talking about job hopping. Um, so real quick question, it's interesting because you, you brought up Gen X and, and baby boomers where the, the thought process of the culture at that time was to stay in a job for five to 10 years and then maybe you might move up another, you know, 
to your next step in your career or you might even raise and rise through the company that was kind right. of the typical story of someone who's been somewhere 25 years mm -hmm. started out as a secretary and now they're like the cfo or something like that Th that's like the the ideal that's kind of an extreme that's case, a real extreme I'll, case I'll, I'll, I'll go with that right right so like now that we're in this era where you have like all these different job hunting sites you know in addition to headhunters and things like that is it realistic especially for millennials to it, like will millennials work anywhere for longer than three to five years just oh. because of the way that everything's set up I, I absolutely think that's possible okay i absolutely i was just at a presentation an organization and there was a young guy there he's like i never want to leave this company oh wow right because he feels like he's getting paid well right and he is the culture he is a good fit for the culture right. he likes the organization and what they stand for mm. he's aligned with kind of their mission and goals and if you find that Absolutely. Why Why would you leave unless there's a better opportunity? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I believe that there will be opportunities in organization. Now, rising through the ranks could could look a little differently, right? Sure. Because there's a lot of mergers and companies are being bought and people mm -hmm. are being laid off. And now there are a lot of contract work right. done. So that may change the, the, the path you take. But are there still opportunities for people to rise? Absolutely. Okay. Particularly in some of these startup companies, right, right, I would right. think that, you know, if it's a good fit, you like it. Right. And people talk a lot about millennials being mission driven. You like the mission. There's right, a real right. purpose. Absolutely. I think there's an opportunity to do that. But what you don't have or you don't have as frequent it's so when I was coming up, the things that kept you there were the pension, the retirement, <laughs> the health insurance. We sure all don't of, have that. All of that good stuff. And let right. me tell you, it's a good thing to have. Right, absolutely. Right? But that has changed a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, your, your path may be a little differently. But do I feel that people can find companies where they can be comfortable and they can get what they want for more than a three or four year period? Right. Absolutely. And I don't know if I'm an advocate that you need to be at a company for 15 years. And just sure. to tell you a little bit about my background, I was with an organization, my last company, for 17 years. Wow, okay. But every two or three years, I had a new role. Right. Right. So it was, it, I was always moving. I right. was always getting new skills. Right. I was always getting new experiences. And that's how it should be right. at at many organizations. Right. So you made, you alluded to an interesting point. You talked about pensions and the things that were available back in the day. My grandparents are have been retired now longer than they ever worked yeah. because they're getting uh, their retirement payments, as my grandmother calls it, yeah. um, from the state, the municipalities that they each worked for respectively mm -hmm. in California. Mm -hmm. So like now that that era is done and that's no longer happening, what are companies or what have you found in your work and just kind of conversations you have that companies need to do to kind of meet the needs to make sure that millennials in particular are interested in staying longer than those like two and three year stints? Well, I think one of the things that the data has showed is that millennials tend to be very mission and purposeful, right? Okay. That they would take that over money. Right. I think the other thing is the culture. Okay. They want to be able to work in a little more of a free way than maybe 30 years we did. So now right. there's a lot of flex time. There's a lot of remote work right. um, but the environment's different so you know it used to be people worked maybe your day was eight to five eight to seven but now with digital you're on call 24 7 in some right. organizations so I think a lot of it is culture you know sure. what kind of culture do you have that would attract somebody is there a strong mission right. um, how do you treat people okay um, what are the opportunities for personal growth and development, not just moving up the corporate ladder? So think about those types of things. Absolutely. That was really excellent. Thank you, Deborah. Um, so we're going to take <laughs> a really quick break um, and hear a track from Mr. Beats by Beeman. He is the executive producer and co-creator of Manager Damn Money. Uh, when we come back, the conversation at hand for today's show, surviving and thriving in the corporate world as a millennial. Uh, Deborah's going to confer and give us her excellent perspective her seasoned perspective on the subject seasoned um, yeah. <laughs> what, what does that mean yeah, i'm just using the words that's in your bio you said okay. seasoned. all right <laughs> okay um, so anyway uh you're listening and watching manage your damn money we will be right back
Welcome back to Manage Your Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. We are here. Malcolm's space is being filled by Miss Deborah T. Owen. She is the CEO and founder of the Corporate Alley Cat. Absolutely. Because sometimes you have to get scrappy. Because sometimes you have to get scrappy, especially in the corporate world. Absolutely. Which is actually our subject for today's episode, uh, Surviving and Thriving in the Corporate World as Millennials. Um, one of the primary ways any of us can find financial security and success is through keeping a job. But in the corporate world, there are countless quote unquote written, unwritten rules, etiquette and postures that can catch millennials off guard or simply be unaware of. As always, MYDM is dedicated to making sure you have the tools to survive and thrive so you can earn more, save more and improve your personal financial standing. And we'll discuss what it takes to thrive in the corporate world. So just a little bit more about you, Deborah. Mm -hmm. um, you're a bit of an adventurous person. You I am. climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I did. That's kind of not normal. It's, you know what, <laughs> but what's even less normal uh -huh. is that I decided that I was going to do it the end of October okay. or early November, and I was there in late January. Oh, that's like, yeah. no, that's, yeah. that's, that's like yeah. immediate. Yeah, it was. Do you have any time to really swallow the idea? That's crazy. Yeah. And oh. it was great. Excellent, excellent. Um, so we're talking about surviving and thriving in the corporate world. You said you spent, at your last company, 17 years kind of moving up the ranks. Mm -hmm. um, so real quick, let's just define what, for our audience, yeah. what is corporate culture? Like, what does that mean when we talk about that? So when I think of corporate, co corporate culture, you think of the vision of the organization, the beliefs, the standards, the values of the organization, their okay. people, and how that all plays out in terms of how they operate. Right. So when we think of corporate culture, you think of Zappos, you know, you think fun, and they are really big on customer service, right. and they give their employees a lot of autonomy. Right. We think of Google, what do we think about their corporate culture? That they only hire the best, right. and that it's really innovative. Absolutely. They want people who are really want to get out there and do things differently. You think of some of the companies, I don't know, like General Electric or Wells Fargo, you mm -hmm. might think that that's more of a tried and true, right. that there are going to be a lot of policies and procedures. <laughs> um, yes. No, that there's, there's a lot right. of structure. That doesn't mean it's bad, but right. that there's a lot of structure. There's going to be a real hierarchy. You think of the culture in some of the startup companies, and it's kind of like whatever needs to be done, let's get it done. And you may not have the structure. And this is really important because while it sounds really cool to be in a place that doesn't have a lot of structure, right. some people like structure. They want to know what is how do I move up in this organization? And you know, you know what it is. What that you is need to the do. policy for this? Right. You lose some of that sometimes in smaller companies or even some of the nonprofits where some of the more established corporate cultures, they're clearly going to say, we're going to bring you in here. We are going to develop you. We are going to invest in you. That is part of our culture. We want you to grow. As a matter of fact, we only promote from within. Wow. So those are the types of things you need to understand. What environment do you okay. fit in best? Okay, so like when you are entertaining the possibility of maybe working someone new, you're going through a interview process or something like that, or let's say on the other side of that, when you start the job, mm -hmm. where do you more immediately find cues of what the corporate culture is? Like it's something that's very like nuanced and not necessarily yeah. shouting at you aside from maybe in the employee handbook. Well, I think what's great with the technology that's out there today is that there's so many resources online, right. monster.com, Glassdoor, Indeed. Um, there's lists on top of lists, the best companies for women, the best companies for people of color, the best company for veterans, the right. best companies from some working women. So there's a lot of information that's right there in front of you. The second piece of that is who do you know that works in that organization? Right. Talk to those people. I love technology now because you can go on LinkedIn. You can link in with people who work at that organization and you can send them a note. Hey, you know, I've heard great things about X, Y, and Z company. I've seen you've been there for five years. I'd love to talk with you and find out a little bit more right. about the culture there. Okay, excellent. So that's lots a, of ways to get information. That's really good. And I think another one too is just being observant when you go for the interview when you have conversations over the phone get a feel for what the people are saying and how they're talking to you and i think that absolutely also gives you like an opportunity. give you a quick story one mm -hmm. of my clients went into interview at the startup company and mm -hmm. she just said i didn't i just didn't like the feel of it okay. um one she was um an african-american woman okay. there was no one of color to be seen right. for miles right. um it was a predominantly female company this person was 30 but she felt old <laughs> in this particular um organization right. and so you know it's it's that feeling right. as as well right, right? So people trust that gut that they feel when they walk Absolutely. into a place? Absolutely. I am a big, big believer that you trust your gut. Okay. 
you trust your gut because your gut is there for a reason. Absolutely. It's something that you've experienced. You know this feeling. So when you feel a tightening, you know, understand why it is. But I think oftentimes it's just like when people say, when people get divorced and they say, you know, I wanted to call off the wedding, but it was too far. I mean, we've heard those stories, right? right at the line. I, I knew, I knew I shouldn't go through with it, but it was just too far gone. It's the same thing with the job, right? That's a hilarious You know, analogy. but it, it's, it's true. Right. You know, like, Oh, this right. doesn't feel right. right. I, I don't I don't think this is the right place for right. me. But they offered you so much money. Right. You go, well, <laughs> maybe. maybe I can work. Maybe I can make I this can work. I can for a couple of years. I can hang in here for a couple of years. Right. But you knew, like, mm-hmm. I'm doing a little bit of selling my soul right now. Well, man, that's, that's a really interesting point. Um, that's kind of deep. So we'll try and come back to that okay. but real quick. Um, so it's interesting because corporate culture is this kind of thing you can't really define that's set by usually the people at the top of the organization or company. Um, so let's say you, you mentioned a African-American woman. Let's say mm-hmm. we use that profile all the way through like a Latina woman or someone who's not yeah. of the majority profile um, and they're entering the corporate world and they know they want to conquer it. Yeah. In one sentence each, give me the top few skills that person would need to be prepared to develop over the next 10 years. Like knowing that they want to operate in the corporate space, knowing they want to take this on. Mm-hmm. What are the like top three things that you think are important just real quick bullet points um i would say performance okay relationships and i'm going to lump these together confidence and courage oh wow okay and the and and when i say confidence and courage i mean the confidence to know who you are okay the value you bring to the table and you're here to conquer it and that's what you're going to do the courage to act because you're going to have times where you're going to have to have some tough conversations potentially you may have to call people on a few things you may have to raise your hand because you've noticed some things aren't quite right that's not always the case but as a professional caller i think you need to be be prepared to have those types of conversations relationships because you need supportive and you need strategic relationships anybody who's achieved any level of success has not done it on their own there there is it means something when they say someone pulls you through the organization Mm -hmm. so you need those relationships and performance is a no-brainer okay you know and i would say to people of color is it still true you got to work a little harder Absolutely, absolutely. But I would say the advantage is that you can be noticed. When you walk in the room and it's an all-white environment, people know who you are. Absolutely. Right? So use that to your advantage. And you only ask for a couple. I'll give you a couple more. Okay, go ahead. Um, Use your voice. Okay. What does that mean? That means use your voice. You have opinions. You are bright. Right. Share those. Okay. Share those ideas. Um, share your successes. Don't mm, you know? Yeah. Don't play it small. That's that's one. Don't of the, play it small. Get out there and let people know what you're accomplishing. And that's the biggest thing that I see, Ben. Um, millennials, mm-hmm. very much millennials, and people who've been later stage career is that yeah, you've done a lot of great things, but nobody knows about it. So <laughs> why I mean, people... that's why you're that's why you're not getting any recognition because nobody knows. And here's the thing I would say, particularly to professionals of color, uh-huh. it's not a meritocracy. Okay. So if you're going in there with this feeling. And even, you know, in corporate America, it's not a meritocracy. If you're going in saying the person who works the hardest, I'm just going to work hard and that's all I have to do. (laughs) I don't believe you're going to be on the right path. You need to work hard and you need to have key relationships in place. Um, Interesting. That's really deep. Explain to me real quick. Why do people struggle with? Because what I've come to learn as like a young professional is Mm -hmm. that doing that exact thing, like tooting your own horn is really important in those kinds of spaces when it's time to not only do the work and perform in the work okay. side, but also talk about it and share it with people. Absolutely. Kind of in a way that's like, hey, you didn't ask, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Right? Absolutely, it should be part of your it should be part of your elevator speech or your hallway speech. I have a great uh, colleague, and I knew everything about her career. I'd run into her in the hall, and how you doing? I am doing great. You know, we're working on this big project right. where I'm going to be leading X, Y, and Z, and then we're bringing in this department. <laughs> it's going to be really great. Sprinkle seasonings all over. Absolutely, it. And it, it wasn't in a it wasn't in a bragging. Right. It, this is a person who was engaged. They were right. excited about what they're doing. Right. So listen, when that person's name comes up, guess what I'm saying? Well, you know, they're working on this big project, and such and such is leading it. Exactly. Right. Right. So those are the things, and I think sometimes people have this feeling like I don't want to kiss up. I'm right. not sucking up. That's big. I don't want a brown nose. Right. Um, and what I would say to those people is that's not brown nosing. You're there to do a job. You are there because you want to advance. And in order for people to bring you onto their teams, they need to know who are you? 
What are your values? What have you accomplished? There's lots of people, there's lots of people, you know, sharing their stories. If you're not sharing your story, there are plenty of other people out there. And so those are the people who are top of mind. Right. Why do people struggle with that in particular? The, the sharing your story part, like why is that hard for people to gin up the courage or the fortitude or whatever I, to do that? What's I don't, the, I don't, I don't know the psychology behind it. I think some people feel like, well, I'm humble. I just do the work right. and I'm here to tell you that is not enough. Right. So if you are in the audience today and you're one of these people who are saying, I just want to go in, do my job, keep my head down, then what you want is a job. You don't want a career <laughs> because that is not how you build a career. That is so, listen, that's such, oof. I mean, I, I just, you know, at the right corporate, the, the corporate alley cat, one of the things I say when we do our webinars is I say, you know, this is a safe place. We're going to talk to you like family. Right. Right. And when you care about people, you give them the honest, unvarnished truth. Absolutely. And so I want to say to those people who feel like, you know, there's somebody out there right now who's who's mad and they're mad because they felt like they were overlooked for a promotion. Sure. And what I would say to that person is, did you ask for the promotion? <laughs> and what they would probably say to me is, well, I thought that they should have known because I've been working hard. Right. That's, not, That's enough. not enough. That's not enough. Excellent, excellent. So uh, we want to remind people that you're listening and watching Manage Your Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. Uh, we're joined here uh, by Miss Deborah T. Owen. She's the CEO of the Corporate Alley Cat. Um, we have a very special announcement um, at the end of this show, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to take a really quick music break, but when we come back, we're going to go through a few more hard skills. We talked about some of the soft stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to go through some of the hard skills that you need for, uh, you know, kind of thriving and moving through in corporate America. So when we come back, hard skills for thriving in corporate America, you're listening and watching Manage Your Damn Money. We will be right back. here on Manager Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. I'm joined by the CEO of the Corporate Alley Cat. When it's time to get, what is it? When it's, Cause sometimes cause you sometimes gotta get scrappy. You gotta get scrappy, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we're talking about uh, surviving and thriving in the corporate world. Cause obviously if you're working in corporate America, that's an opportunity to make some money. Um, so that's obviously why we're talking about it here on Manager Damn Money. A uh, quick recap real quick, or some things we missed on the other side. Um, how do you, Deborah? We talk a lot about selling yourself and telling your story of the successes that you've had at the workplace. Mm -hmm. How do you position yourself? Like, what does that mean in terms of positioning yourself for your next move or for like that promotion that someone might have missed out on? Like, what does that look like in terms of positioning? So, real quickly, I'll tell you, we did a webinar um, last Thursday, okay. and the question came up: Is how do I position myself for these openings? Because by the time the openings are posted, right they've already selected somebody. Right. And usually this is somebody who's done a special project or they've asked for additional uh, right. work and so they have a leg up. Mm -hmm. And I would say, well, that's how you position yourself, right. right? So one, you let people know that I am interested in this role. You make sure that you understand what are the skills and experiences that you need. And if you don't have them, you find a way to get them. And people right. may say, well, how do I get that? Ask for a stretch assignment. That's simply doing something beyond your job. So if you're in finance and you want some marketing experience, mm -hmm. ask for a project that you can do in marketing. Some people may say, well, they don't have those at my job. Then create that. Right. Bring it to somebody. Another, uh, uh, Hannah Dust, who's a, a VP at Sony in LA, Sony Pictures, she brought up a great example. They did a town hall. Someone got up and asked two or three really provocative questions. She said she and the chairman looked at each other and said, who is that person? <laughs> we need to find out who that person is. Right. 
Fast forward, that person is now having one-on-one -on -one quarterly meetings with the chairman, right? Those are ways that you get exposure. Raise your hand, volunteer for the jobs that you don't that, that other people don't want. And I want to give you another one if you're in corporate, corporate. You know, I've heard people say, well, I don't want to work on that United Way campaign. Well, let me tell you, the top <laughs> executives in the company mm -hmm. are working on those United Way right. campaigns. Employee resource groups right. are great ways to get out there, get experience, get okay. leadership, and get access. So there's a there's a gazillion ways okay. that you can promote and position yourself. Excellent, excellent. So yes, absolutely, promote. You got to be your own biggest You got to be man. your biggest advocate. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Real quick, um, last soft skill, um, because this is a specialty of the corporate alley cat. Um, when you're a woman or like a person of color, obviously you're usually walking into the room not in a position with not with the most leverage. So how do you manage? What not do you mean not with the most leverage? Well, obviously in a lot of these corporate scenarios, a lot of white guys. Right, but that doesn't mean you don't have leverage. <laughs> that is true. So tell me what you think about that. So what I would say is that, and in, in oftentimes in, in corporations, you may be one of a handful. Right. You may be the only one. Um, and so I don't think anything changes, okay. right? I think the first thing I want to say to people out there, be who you are. Be, be the best person you can be. Don't try to be who you think they want to be because that's how people get crazy. Okay. Uh, that you know, will I, drive I can't, crazy. I can't, I, well, I can't be who I am because they want me to be that person. And I, <laughs> you know, be who you are. Right. Everybody understands success and results. Mm -hmm. Understand the business. Right. Where is the business going today and in That's the big. future? And position yourself so that you understand it and that you're the person who drives results. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if I have a team, I don't care what color they are, what gender they are. If I know that there's a person on my team right. who's going to help my team look good, it's going to help us achieve our objectives, um, that is the person that I'm going to go with and that's the person I'm going to give opportunities for. And then you have to advocate maybe a little more for yourself. Right. So ask for the things you want. And one of our speakers we had on one of the webinars says, when I go into a room, mm -hmm. I see the conference table and there's seats around the side. I don't go to the seats around the side because if I've been invited to this meeting, then I have something to offer. I go there she said, I get there early. Right. I go and put, pick the chair in the center. Somebody else is sitting there. Not today. This is where I'm sitting and I am here because I have something to offer. Absolutely. Right. But I think you don't have to do that. But I think that's the attitude you have to bring because there are going to be experiences that are going to that are going to be tough on you. Right. And you've got to and hold on. That. They're going to challenge you. You've got to hold on to that confidence. Right. And what I found the best way to do it is be who you are. Right. If you see something that needs to be addressed, address it okay excellent. head on excellent excellent um so those are a couple of soft skills that are really important those are the things that you don't really know are happening in the space uh, we want to remind people that today's conversation at hand is surviving and thriving in corporate america here on manager damn money with ben and malcolm uh again deborah t owens filling in for malcolm for this show i'm, I'm um, liking the seat here malcolm <laughs> wherever you are malcolm i'm, I'm feeling real comfortable here no. <laughs> that's funny um so Real quick, remind folks, you can actually subscribe to Manage Your Damn Money on iTunes. Just uh, search Manage Your Damn Money on the Apple Podcast and iTunes platform. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com backslash Manage Your Damn Money. And then you can follow myself at MYDM1, also the company handle, and ManageYourDamnMoney.com. You can find all the information that you need about what's going on with us. Uh, where can people find your information, uh, corporate, the Corporate Alley Cat? They can go to www.CorporateAlleyCat.com. Make sure you go to the website, sign up. You will get uh, access to our webinars, which are free. We hold two a month. Uh, can I just tell them a little bit about the couple of great webinars we've had? So we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Side. Okay, so, so that's um, a no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, real quick, we were talking about soft skills and the things that people yeah. don't always know mm -hmm. what's happening or you know things that are coming their way. Mm -hmm. um, Let's talk about like the hard skills that you need, like just straight up and down. These are more like direct things that people can understand. Um, performing. You mentioned earlier in the show, performance is a key thing. What does it mean to perform and do a great job in the corporate kind of setting? What does that mean? So I want to say performance is king, right? Yeah. That that is, you got to have great performance. And here's an area where I think people get confused. Sometimes people will, will have an issue at work and they'll say, well, and, and you know, I work really, really hard. And I'll say, well, what's your performance look like? And they're like, well, my performance is really good. And my question is, how do you know? Right. Right. How so know? how does your organization define good performance? Mm. How does your organization define great performance? Doesn't right. matter what you think. Right. How does your organization identify 
evaluate and reward performance. And you'll be surprised how many people that I'll say, well, what did your mid-year review? What did your review say? Well, my review said, well, actually, there were a couple of things there. Well, then you need to address those things, right? And so uh, this is going to be going out. We're mid-year right now. We have a webinar coming up talking about mid-year performance. When you sit down with your manager right now and you want to know about performance, you ask, how... How am I tracking? Am I at performance, below performance, above performance, currently what I'm working on? But understand, not what I think is great performance, how does your organization identify performance? And the individual managing you. Um, And the the manager, absolutely. What are the expectations? What are the timelines? And I want to say that oftentimes you're going to have managers who aren't great managers. (laughs) It's not that they have it out for you, but sometimes they're not, they're not good. They're not good managers of people. So you're going to have to ask those questions. Three months ago, we talked about me getting promoted. You said my performance was, I was exceeding performance goals. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What does the timeline look like? Am I missing any experiences? Do I have your full support? Can you put me in front of these people? Those are the things you need to ask. So it's it's about how the organization defines it, not Uh, you think you... Because a lot of people go, well, I work really, really hard, but... But how, how does your organization <laughs> view your performance? Because they're not saying Ben works hard. They're even saying Ben is great. He's doing, you know, he's a problem solver. He's right. innovative. Or they may be going Ben who? Right. And you don't want the latter. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. So we're giving, a, we're, let's try and do like two minutes each of these. We've got a long list. Sure. Next thing, managing relationships. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What does that look like? So I would say for millennials who are young, this is a great opportunity to build your network because everybody wants to help somebody who's new in their career. If you see someone in your organization that you've been admiring from afar, reach out to them, say, hey, I'm Ben, I'm new at this organization, I've been admiring your career path, love to have coffee with you for 10, 15 minutes, and then stay in touch with them. Don't go over the 15 minutes. And remember, the goal is really to build a relationship. So the goal, the outcome is you want another meeting. Can we we do (laughs) this again? Because oftentimes people say, well, I had a meeting. Well, yeah. well, how often? Well, I haven't talked to him in about a Since. year. <laughs> right. Definitely, definitely. Um, then there's a big one that I find is especially difficult on the front side of your career because you're just not as savvy and aware. You don't really know what things mean. You kind of take things at face value. Reading between the lines. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much of that, like, stuff that has to be read between in the corporate space. What does that mean? How do people do that? Well, I mean, I think the way you do it is you ask specific questions. So if somebody says something you're not really understanding or you have a gut feeling that what they just said. So reading behind the lines is, hey, Ben says, hey, I just want to find out how'd that meeting go? Oh, the meeting went fine. You know, you're you're fine. (laughs) Well, what does that mean? You're fine. What what were the things that I did well? Are there any areas that I need to work on? Or somebody may say, you know, yes, we're looking at you. I think you you really have a future here. Or sometimes they may say, read between the lines, you know, I think you're not ready yet. Okay. That's a good one. You're not ready yet. Well, what does that mean? mean? And and people come to the corporate alley cat and they come to me and they I said, Well, well, what what is the conversation? They said, Well, I'm not ready yet. I said, Well, what does that mean? Right. I don't know. What are the specifics? You've got to ask those specific questions. So let's talk about it. And their skills or experiences that I need and what timelines are we talking about because that may impact your decision to stay or go and there's definitely especially like I said in the front side of your career you might not even recognize that those things are signals of something else right is there even a way to practice recognizing those things in a moment such that you can respond within that five, 10 second window that you're talking to someone? Or does that just develop over time? I think some of it develops over time, but at the Corporate Alley Cat, that's what we're here for, to really accelerate that process for you. So when we talked about relationships, everybody should have mentors in their life. Those are the people that you go to and you say, hey, listen, I had this conversation with my manager. I don't think it went too well. How do I approach that? Because remember, to your point, every conversation doesn't have to be addressed in the moment. Sure. One of the things I often say to people, if you're not sure how to address it and you're feeling some kind of way, then don't say a word. Go back, take a breather, say thank you so much for that feedback. I'd love to circle back with you once I've had a chance to process it. Absolutely. Then you get on the phone and you call your mentors and you you should have several mentors say, hey, listen, here's what happened. 
I don't know what to do in this situation. Let somebody with more experience. And I had a situation once where I went through a discrimination situation. I was so eager to get out of it. I was thinking about taking a, a job that was that was a, a almost a drop down okay. just to get out of the situation. It was right. so horrible. And my mentor said, don't you do that. Right. He said, if you take that position, you'll be answering for it for the rest of your career. Right. He said, you have done nothing wrong. You stay right where you are. And you know what I did? You stayed. I stayed right where I, I was and I continued to get really significant leadership positions. Excellent. But that is a moment that just from an emotional standpoint, I was like, just get me out of here. Right. If but I you had, can't check out. You can't check out. But because right. I had some mentors and advocates in there, they they gave me great advice during that period. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so real quick, because we only have a couple minutes left uh, in this segment. Uh, but interpreting unwritten rules, like what does that mean really quickly? So unwritten rules can be things that I think are pretty significant. Like how do people get promoted in your organization? How do they advance? Not just the formal but the informal. Right. Are there certain people you need to know or more importantly, people who need to know you and need to have a line of sight right. that everybody needs to get the okay by this person. Right. And if they don't, you're, you're out of the, the, you're out of the game. Okay. Do you need certain types of experiences? Like if you don't have marketing experience and you're going up for that, you're never going to get it right. unless you do X, Y, and Z. Those are the types of things that you need. And this is where your mentors right. come into play. That's a big deal. Mentorship. We don't actually have that here, but that's really big. That's a huge, huge one and even more important the mentors are advocates because mentors are the people who kind of coach you mm -hmm. advocates are the people behind closed doors who say ben he is the one we want in that he position the so they're actually even more important Absolutely. than um mentors we had something recently where we said are you un are you over mentored and under sponsored <laughs> and that's really important like you're getting right. a lot of great coaching advice but there's sure. nobody who can actually put you in a role and, on your team and then pu push the button to actually move you forward absolutely that's excellent uh deborah t owens filling in for malcolm while he's out uh so when we come back on the other side of this music break, uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna actually have actually special announcement. Special announcement. Special announcement. Um, we're gonna hear a little bit more about what the corporate alley cat does and how you go about doing it. Um, but you are listening and watching Manager Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. You can make sure you subscribe and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast platform. Uh, we'd be really thankful for that. Um, we're gonna take another listen to another music break by Mr. Beats by Beeman. He is the executive producer and co-creator of the show. Uh, you can find his music on Instagram at Beats by Beeman. Just spell it how it sounds, or spell it over and over again until you find him. Uh, <laughs> we are here at Manager Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. We will be right back. Welcome back to Manage Your Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm. Uh, I am Ben Carter, joined here by Miss Deborah T. Owens. She is the CEO of the Corporate Alley Cat. And at Manage Your Damn Money, we've been thinking deeply about how we can deliver added value for our listeners and supporting the improvement of your financial well-being. We've had an incredible response to two of our shows in particular. Um, two of them really got people going. Uh, previous episodes about dealing with human resources. So that's kind of like rolled into the job corporate stuff. Um, and then also our episode about whether or not you should share salaries with friends. So those were two episodes that were like really big for us here at Manager Damn Money. Um, this being the case, we've decided to partner with the Corporate Alley Cat for promotional purposes of getting you to sign up to do the salary negotiation 
Summit Series, a six-part digital seminar event happening in August of this year. Um, and that's kind of why we have Deborah on, so you can gotta get a taste of the expertise that Deborah brings to it. Um, the reason why I personally thought this was important, I actually sat in on a, uh, one of the, what do you guys webinars. do? Webinars. Webinars, but how often do you do them? We do them twice a month. Okay, twice a month. Um, and I sat in on one of them. It was a subject I was somewhat sort of interested in, but also just wanted to see how Deborah did her stuff. And it wasn't Deborah talking, it was two other professionals um, who had incredible insight into how to navigate the corporate space. Um, there's a particular you know, subject for the one that I went on, but I thought it was an amazing session. And it was online, it was digital, you know, you sat at your house and did it, um, and it was just really accessible. So I thought it made sense for us to do something together, especially on salaries. Um, so why don't you just briefly tell us like, what do webinars and sessions look like with the Corporate Alley Cat? And then we can talk a little bit more about the uh, Salary Summit Series. So twice a month we do a webinar on various topics. So in the last six weeks we did one that was called uh, You're Not Crazy, 10 Documented Behaviors of Bias. Um, we did one recently called Global Experience. Okay how to get what you need to know and how to get it. That was the one I was And on. we did one last week that was called The Inside Scoop, Why Someone Else Got Your Job. <laughs> and then we have one coming up on July 11th, which right. is called The Conversation Mid-Year Performance. Okay. Because a lot of people don't know how to have that conversation. Okay. So when you join one of our webinars, the webinars are free. Right. When you join one of those webinars, it is a safe place. We bring in experts and we have the conversations that you won't find anyplace else. We are going to give you the true unvarnished truth. Um, we don't sugarcoat it and we make sure that every piece of information you get, and I hope you found this, it's actionable. Absolutely. And one of the other reasons we, we bring in these corporate experts is because we want to help people expand their network. Mm -hmm. Right, and so I make a pack with all of our presenters that once the webinars are over, that the corporate alley cats can reach out to you usually via LinkedIn. And you have some heavy hitters that come through on the webinars. Who was the last person that you had? The last person we had, we had Hannah Dust, who's the VP of People and Organization for Sony Pictures Entertainment in Whoa, Los Angeles. That's huge. So, and can I tell you, usually our webinars start at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern okay. Standard Time, and they end at nine. Okay. Um, I always tell people we always start on time. We don't always end on time. <laughs> it's important for me to make sure people get their questions answered and they get right. the information they need. Right. This webinar, I had to shut it down at 9.30. <laughs> so it went right? a little bit long. So it, went a, it went a little bit long because we have right. a very engaged audience. And more importantly, guys, this is a safe place. And particularly for professionals of color, right. you can ask those questions that you think may be taboo in other circles. Sure. We are here for you to ask them, get the information, address it, and move on with that fabulous career that's waiting for you. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're doing, we're, we're essentially we're gonna be uh, helping promote this particular mm -hmm. uh, six part series. It's on salary negotiation, which is kind of big for the millennial audience. Yeah. What are people gonna come away from uh, with this six part series? It's broken up over several weeks. So what can people expect to All right, with? so the first part of it is we're going to talk about the science of negotiation, understanding why people don't negotiate. Right. The second part of it, we're going to talk about negotiating your compensation. So we're going beyond salary. It's not just your salary. It's all of those benefits and right. perks and all of that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. it's not just salary. And then from there, we're going to do an actual simulation. So you're actually going to see people model okay. what that negotiation conversation looks like. Right. Now in this negotiation summit, we're talking beyond salary and compensation. We're talking about how do you negotiate an exit from an organization? Right. Sometimes it's not a fit. Sometimes you get fired. Uh, sometimes you get laid off, right. but oftentimes people don't understand what that process is. And we want to help you understand what is negotiable and what is not negotiable and understand that in that process, they're always going to tell you that nothing is negotiable, right. but we know that that's not true. Absolutely. And we are also going to bring in leaders. So they're going to tell you how they negotiate and they're going to actually just reaffirm that they absolutely expect their good candidates to negotiate. And then the last mm -hmm. part of that, we're going to talk about how do you negotiate? How do you manage those everyday negotiations like yeah. flex time, right. uh, you know, working remotely, right. asking for a raise in your current position, those right. things that people struggle with so that when you leave the summit, you're going to feel empowered to ask for what you, for what you want. And our tagline is the negotiation summit, get what you deserve, not what you're given. I love that. That's like my favorite thing about the whole thing. Get what you, what you deserve, not what, not you're, what given. you're given. Too often somebody says, okay, we're going to offer you this. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> and I've done that many times right. before. And so I've learned that that is 
not always the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we're excited about it here, Manager Dan Money, to be working with the corporate Alley Cat and Deborah. Um, we'll be working hand in hand on the uh, promotional side of things. Uh, of course, if you're interested in what we've just shared, uh, just follow all of their social media handles. Um, ours, MYDM1 on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Manage your damn money. Where can people find information across your social uh, footprint, Deborah? Um, they can go to Facebook, Corporate Alley Cat. They can go to Instagram, Corporate Alley Cat. They can go to Twitter, Corp Alley Cat. And they can also find us on LinkedIn under Corporate Alley Cat. So we are across almost all of the platforms out there. Excellent. Um, if, you, if you can't find us, <laughs> Something's wrong. Something is wrong if you can't find the corporate alley. You're not using Google. Um, That's right. Well, very good. Uh, Deborah, first of all, let me say bravo, bravo. You held it down quite nicely in Malcolm's oh, well, absence. Well, Malcolm... See, this is this is what we this is what we talk about when we say because sometimes you got to get scrappy. You uh, get an opportunity, and you you know what? When you leave, you want people to go, "Wow, who was that? Who was that?" Right. So this is part of the positioning. So Malcolm, right. you know, maybe we can work on a schedule. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so uh, thank you again for coming. You dropped some incredible knowledge. Uh, we want to remind folks that uh, you can of course subscribe to all of our podcast and listen to previous episodes on the Apple Podcast platform. Just search Manager Damn Money on the Apple Podcast platform and leave us a review. We really we really like those reviews. We actually got a, our first one-star review, which said we talk and mill about too much, which was, oh. kind, of, which was kind of funny. But they also say you're, if you have haters, then you made it. So I don't know. Anyway. Uh, people, are talk, people are talking about you. If positive or negative, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So, uh, well, you then know, I would give you five stars. I appreciate that, Deborah. Um, and if people want to send your comments to us or you want us to cover a particular topic just send your thought to info at managerdamnmoney.com and just like Ignacio G had a question he sent it in we literally put it in the show the next show so um, we try to do that as quickly as possible depending upon how many we get uh, and then also remind you to follow the Corporate Alley Cat one more time www.corporatealleycat.com make sure you sign up so you'll hear about all of our webinars get all of our free career and strategy information delivered right to your email absolutely and you can always stay tuned with us at managerdamnmoney.com until next week when I think Malcolm will be back possibly maybe we don't know stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned for that <laughs> uh, this was another episode of Manager Damn Money with Ben and Malcolm uh, until next week be good with your money peace they say that money made the world I'm not